Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of March 3rd, 2019. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we have stories in all three sections, tech, games, and movies with actually a decent amount of games this time, something different. But as always, let's start off with tech. Mark Zuckerberg says that Facebook will switch to focus more on privacy. We start off with a bit of an interesting development with Mark Zuckerberg publishing a blog post talking about the future of Facebook. In the post, Zuckerberg talks about how more privacy and encryption will be a focus of Facebook, as that seems to be the future of the internet. Quote, As I think about the future of the internet, I believe a privacy-focused communications platform will become even more important than today's open platforms. End quote. And another quote, Today we already see that private messaging, ephemeral stories, and small groups are by far the fastest growing areas of online communication. End quote. Now for this to happen, Facebook plans to over time merge all of their messaging services together. This includes Facebook Messaging, Instagram Direct, and WhatsApp. The idea is that the back end of these messaging services are connected so that if you're on Instagram, you can message someone on, say, Messenger or WhatsApp, and it will be encrypted. However, this has rightfully raised some privacy concerns considering Facebook years ago promised the EU they would not merge WhatsApp with Facebook to get approval to buy it back then. And with this move, it seems like they are backtracking on it with the concession that it's all encrypted. To calm people down, to also calm people down, Facebook has mentioned that they will also not be storing sensitive data in countries with poor human rights records. Along with all this, there is not a set timetable for this, except it'll be done over the next few years. So I think this is a mixed bag because while it is great, Facebook seems to care more about privacy. The other issue here is tying all these services together which many experts have seen as a preemptive move to stop governments from breaking and splitting up the company, which, while a dick move, it is a smart one. If you bundle it all as one giant company, before they can do anything, it'll be harder to do it. And we'll get into breaking up companies in a little bit. Google Duplex expands to 43 states, coming to iOS soon. Google has announced that Google Duplex will be expanding again, this time making it available in 43 states. In these 43 states, it will work on Pixel phones with support for other Android phones and iPhones soon. As for why it will not be in the remaining seven states, including states such as Texas, Kentucky, and Louisiana, Google told The Verge that, quote, as we continue to bring duplex technology to more users across the country, we want to ensure that we carefully respect local state laws. We're actively working to reach full coverage, but don't have a timetable to share at this time, end quote. So it seems that the problem are local laws, so it'll be interesting to see if Google tries to work with those states to get an excuse for it or try and bypass it some way. So if you don't remember, Google Duplex is the AI that acts like your assistant as it talks to a restaurant for you and places an order or start makes a reservation. I like that it's finally expanding to other devices now because I should be able to try it with my iPhone soon. And if I do try it, I'll let you know how it goes. Huawei is suing the government over ban. Huawei is suing the U.S. government over the ban of using Huawei equipment. Currently, the government is not allowed to use Chinese telecom equipment for federal networks, and this includes Huawei. While the policies mentioned both Huawei and ZTE, Huawei is alleging that they were singled out on this policy enacted by Congress. Huawei said that they made this move because they were unable to appease U.S. lawmakers, and this was the only move they had. So I'm surprised that Huawei made this move, because it seems like this ban is working, And they are being hurt by it by not being able to get those sweet government contracts. I also do find it funny how, for months now, they keep bringing this up. That if if America, if governments do not accept Huawei, um, they will be behind on 5G for the infrastructure. And yet the government does not care. So why keep pushing it? Like, we get it. Huawei is ahead than most 
uh, companies for the infrastructure for 5G. And they keep threatening, well, you know, if you ban us, you won't get it. You'll be behind. You'll have to wait for other companies to catch up, blah, 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 blah. Except so far, no government that's actually stopped them or banned them from being used have not said, like, they haven't cared. Like, it hasn't worked yet on a country. You know what? You make a good point. We don't want to be behind on 5G. We'll accept you anyway. Personally, I don't think this lawsuit's going to go anywhere, but we'll see. Senator Elizabeth Warren says she wants to break up big tech companies. In an effort to get elected, Senator Warren said this week that if elected president, she would aim to break up the big tech companies, including Facebook, Apple, Google, and of course, Amazon. Quote, to restore the balance of power in our democracy, to promote competition, and to ensure that the next generation of technology innovation is as vibrant as the last, it's time to break up our biggest tech companies, end quote. So how would companies classify for a breakup? Well, Warren plans to have a law that if a company makes more than $25 billion in revenue, they would then be classified as a platform utility. If, say, for example, a company is then a platform utility, then they will not be able to be a participant of it. For example, let's say Apple wants to keep its apps in the iOS app store. That is fine, but then it cannot run the app store and must spin it off as a separate company. Warren also plans to backtrack as well by hiring regulators to take another look at recent acquisitions, and possibly reverse them. Now you may think I'm crazy, but I don't know if this is a good idea. Like overall, I can get behind breaking up some of these companies, Amazon and Google more specifically. They have gotten a little too big. However, I think the way Senator Warren is going about it is all wrong. I feel having an arbitrary number and then, oh, you must follow then these certain rules is not good enough. Personally, I feel tech is a very fluid thing in our lives and just to have a specific number is not good enough. Really, if you want to break them up, it has to be on a case-by-case basis. For example, look at Facebook. What I would do is split off Instagram and WhatsApp at a minimum, and then maybe even split off their advertising. With this, there is more competition in social media and possibly in the advertising industry, which, for that industry, it's sorely needed since advertising right now is dominated by Google and Facebook. If you wanted to break up some of these companies, how would you do it? Let me know. Moving over to movies, Disney Plus to mean the end of the vault. At another shareholders meeting, Disney CEO Bob Iger talked more about their upcoming streaming service, Disney+. He mentioned how with the launch of the service, the vault program will come to an end. Quote, at some point, fairly soon after launch, we will carry films that traditionally have been kept in a vault and brought out basically every few years, end quote. If you don't know, Disney usually keeps their older movies in a vault. What this means is that they do a re-release for a year or two, then put it back in the vault, or aka, they just stop making uh, more copies. This helps them regulate the used market and keep it high because there's not a consistent flow of new copies. This makes sense that streaming service will have a lot of these movies because that is what I'm gonna, that's what's going to get people to sign up and stay. This is smart of Disney because while the vault worked back in the day to make their movies seem more valuable, it just doesn't work these days, nor makes sense. If they actually want Disney Plus to make a dent in the streaming wars, they need all of their guns. This includes their crown jewels of animated movies. Moving over to games, we're going to start with Anthem Anthem, and yeah, a bit more Anthem. So, Anthem is causing PS4s to crash, and Bioware is to release a patch to fix it. Along with average reviews, Anthem has another problem to deal with, and that is causing players' PS4s to crash. Multiple players have reported that Anthem crashed their consoles to the point where it froze and they had to do a hard reboot to fix it. Bioware has come out and said that they have identified a few issues that are causing this, and they will be releasing a patch next week to fix it. However, they are refuting claims that the game caused PS4s to be bricked, which means it is so broken it actually needs repair. So yeah, Anthem is going about worse than expected for a launch. You would think that a game that has been in development for years, almost six years, 
would be great, but between this and Mass Effect Andromeda, I think it is safe to say Bioware is incompetent as a studio. Because this game has been rumored to be in development for almost six years, and the game so f for so far not good. This would mean that the issue is that the studio could not have a steady vision of what the game wanted to be, and they had to keep making changes to it. Now, it's buggy and incomplete. Great job, Bioware. Uh, I hope fans of Dragon Age don't have to wait years and years for disappointment. More Anthem news, more bugs were found, and level 1 weapons might be the strongest in the game. So another Anthem bug was discovered as well this week. A user on Reddit discovered that some level 1 weapons, in some cases, were better than a maxed out level 45 weapon. Now on the screen, the damage numbers that would show up apparently tell a different story. So Reddit user Yeet Lord Supreme, what a name, did testing and discovered that those numbers were not telling the truth. Bioware has come out and said that this is a known bug and they will be releasing a fix for it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anthem is quickly becoming as much of a train wreck as Fallout 76 was. Like, really? Now, if look, if it was just one or two bugs, that's fine. That's typical of any game coming out. It's not a problem. But think about it. Consoles are freezing and crashing. There's numerous bugs. What's telling what the damage being told to you on a screen is not accurate. And like, okay, maybe with all that combined, if the game was a game of the generation, a game of the year, like we had last year with, say, God of War or Red Dead, maybe you can put up with it. But even take all that stuff out, it's still an average game. At most. Like, look, I cannot wait to play this game in six months for like 20 bucks. And that's if anyone's still playing it. Microsoft to launch a diskless Xbox One. It has been long rumored, but Windows Central is reporting that Microsoft will be releasing a diskless Xbox One console called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Not the best name. It is supposed to be announced and available for pre-order in April with a release in early May. Besides that, details are light about how much it will cost and how big the hard drive will be. If the price is right on this, I can't wait. Since I heard about this rumor, I have been wanting it. I would love a small compact Xbox that I can put in my office for my digital games. Now, I am willing to not have a disk drive, but then I hope the price is around 150 and the storage has to at least be 1TB. Now besides my personal reasons for getting it, overall this is a smart move because this is basically Game Pass the console. Sell this for cheap for like 150 and get people hooked on Game Pass and you get more and more people spending $10 a month on that service. So this console will live and die by the details, so we must wait and see next month. Lastly, the PS4 upgrade 6.50 allows remote play on iOS devices. Sony dropped a sudden system update for the PS4 this week called version 6.50. Now, no, you can't change your gamer tag yet. However, you can do remote play on iOS devices. Remote play allows you to connect to your PS4 and while you are not next to it and play games. This was one of the bigger selling points of the PS Vita and is now on iPhones and iPads. To use it, you have to download the remote play app, sign in, and connect. After that, that's it. You will be able to turn on and control your PS4 from wherever you are as long as you're on a Wi-Fi network. So I tested it out by playing some Call of Duty and... It looks great and all that, but the issue is the controls. The touchscreen controls are too sensitive, so in a match I kept spinning around in circles. To, uh, to make this worse, the DualShock 4 is not compatible with iOS devices. So if you want the best experience on this, you would need to get another controller. A third-party Bluetooth one that does work with iPhones and iPads. And look, if I can find one for cheap, I'll buy one uh, because it's great. If you get good Wi-Fi with the controller, you can absolutely play your PS4 on the go, which is amazing. So that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. I do have a short announcement. Uh, I will be going on a short vacation next week, so there will be no episode of What Happened 
next week. So I will be back in about two weeks with a new episode. Besides that, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at TylerCallahan95. Instagram at TylerCallahanMedia. Thank you for listening, and see you in two weeks.